better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Go. Howdy, Minnie Pearl and all y'all. Welcome in on this Monday. It's a Reaction Monday. Let's go. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents all across the state. I didn't see the slap, so I don't care about the slap. I will not discuss the slap. However, we will discuss... Baseball teams who got slapped and did some slapping on this Reaction Monday. Let's go! Oh, by the way, uh, in case you were wondering, look, Ole Miss is still good at baseball. Tennessee is just really good at baseball. By the way, the sun did come out today, and let me tell you something. It is gorgeous outside where I live and uh, where I'm doing the show from today. Is it? Well, I know you don't have windows, Bill, but isn't it nice and beautiful there where you are? Yes, sir, it is. It was yesterday, too. Yeah. I mean, a couple days of nice weather, and then Wednesday is going to be really iffy, uh, is what they're saying. You know, Or potential for bad weather on Wednesday. We'll continue to look at that uh, leading up to it. Speaking of baseball, Denzel texts the show. Right off the bat, Denzel said, Matt, thanks again for the tickets this past Friday's game. We really enjoyed ourselves. Even though you didn't come down and say hello and bring me a sausage dog, I did get one anyways, and it was fantastic. Man, I'm so glad you did, Denzel. Honestly, I got there later than I wanted to. Now, that's not an excuse. I still was there early enough to have gone down. But what I did is I kind of got in a hurry. There's several things I got to check off the list before we start broadcasting the game. And so I got there a little late. So parking was a little late, and getting to the stadium was a little late. You know, it's one thing after the other, and and I I just smoothly forgot about it, right? And then you uh, tweeted me, and I saw the pictures of where your seats were. The fantastic seats, by the way, looked like to me, and a heck of a game, huh? Denzel, did you get to stay for all of it? I stayed uh, with the walk off win on Friday night, thanks to a home run in in extra innings. And then uh, a walk-off win for State on Saturday. And so they win the series, two out of three. And then got beat yesterday. And it's one of those, look, for State, it was one of those, well, well, certainly for Alabama, okay, State's opponent, it was one of those that's baseball weekends. Because let's just be honest about it. In, in a lot of ways, and for a majority of the innings that were played over the weekend, Alabama actually outplayed Mississippi State. When you say a majority of the innings, it doesn't matter to look at it that way. They don't count and keep score that way. It's who's ahead after nine innings or after each extra inning if you have to play those. Who's ahead? And they don't care if you score six runs in the ninth or if you score one run across all nine innings. Six runs is six runs when you get to the end of it. Okay, it's right. But 
for a majority of the length of the games throughout the weekend, Alabama actually outplayed State. It's just State was uh, as clutch in the ninth inning and the tenth inning as you could be, both on Friday and Saturday. And clutch wins, all right? So they win because they're clutch. State didn't win the series this weekend over Alabama because they were just that much better than Alabama. I'm just telling you like it is. They won because they were clutch and gritty and tough and playing at home in front of big crowds, certainly on Saturday, but even on Friday night. And so when it got down into crunch, State somehow pulled it off. Two fairly miraculous wins. We can go through some of that. Meanwhile, uh, Tennessee went into Ole Miss to Oxford. This was going into the weekend, the big series, you know. It was fifth-ranked Tennessee at uh, top-ranked Ole Miss, number one-ranked Ole Miss. And Tennessee didn't just win. They swept the series and just absolutely dominated it. Now, I know the game yesterday was a one-run game, 4-3. You know, the only runs Ole Miss puts on the board there, three-run home run, they did make it close and had, you know, the the winning runs on base in the bottom of the ninth inning and a kid, Dunhurst, at the plate who had homered earlier in the ballgame with a chance to to maybe walk it off and salvage a win, but they were able to get a swing and strike out. Tennessee did. Got him, you know, struck him out swinging. And, uh, I mean, but the scores, uh, Friday night it was 12-1 Tennessee. The Saturday game it was 10-3 and then yesterday, a 4-3 to three deal. So when you add it all up, Tennessee outscores Ole Miss in Oxford 26-7 to seven across the three games. And that's the thing about it is nobody really surprised that Tennessee would go in there and score some runs. They've been good offensively all year long. You expected them to be. You expect them to score runs. I just don't know that anybody expected their pitching staff, even though maybe we just didn't know how good their pitching staff is and was, but their pitching staff just shut down that Ole Miss lineup that has been a double-digit scoring machine throughout the year. So they're really good. And and things are starting to come into focus, right? I mean, Tennessee swept South Carolina the previous weekend, swept them. I mean, how do you want to start SEC play? If you're if you're Tennessee, you started with two straight sweeps, one at home and one on the road at the number one ranked team in a country. They are 6-0 in the SEC. Anyhow, um, they swept South Carolina last week. Well, South Carolina, the team that did take two out of three from Texas earlier, turned around this weekend, took two out of three from Vanderbilt. I don't know if you realize that. That was the the series that started earlier in the week for television. It was the Thursday, Friday, Saturday deal. And, you know, that Thursday night game, Vandy really put it on South Carolina, and it was like, oh, it's the same old Vandy. I think shut them out like 10 to nothing or something. Well, South Carolina back into that series. They won on Friday, won again on Saturday, and took two out of three from Vanderbilt. It's a really good South Carolina team. They're good. Tennessee dominated them opening SEC weekend last week in in Knoxville. So uh, not surprisingly today, uh, Tennessee is everybody's number one ranked team in the country. So you got those results. Let's see, what else happened? What, Auburn took two out of three from Texas A&M this weekend, I believe. Yeah, they, they put it on them pretty good yesterday. Scored 13 runs. Uh, yeah, Auburn won the opener on Friday night, 6-5. to five. One-run game, really competitive. Lost game two 
This is at Texas A&M. Five to four, another one-run game. And then Auburn just put it on them yesterday. Took two out of three on the road at Texas A&M. Good series win for Auburn. And, and Texas a and is now three and three in the SEC like State is because, you know, they, they, they beat LSU in their series in Baton Rouge. So, speaking of LSU, they lose the opening SEC series to Texas A&M, two out of three at home in Baton Rouge. And the challenge ticked up a notch this week because LSU had to go on the road to Florida in Gainesville. Florida, a top 10 baseball team. LSU goes down there and takes two out of three from Florida, back ends the series to win it after losing the Friday night opener to the series, and didn't just back end it. Again, look, Florida wins on Friday night 7-2. to LSU beat them Saturday 16-4, Followed that up with an 11-2 win yesterday. So what was that? 29 runs in the series. Did I get that right? Yeah, 29 runs in the series for LSU. 27 in the last two ball games. So overall, they outscore Florida 29-13 on the weekend. And uh, take two out of three on the road from Florida. And that's a weekend after losing two out of three at home to Texas A&M. So it's kind of topsy-turvy around here. Arkansas took two out of three from Missouri. That was a pretty competitive series. Um, I can't remember. I'll just look it up. I couldn't remember which game's which. I'll just pass it along to you in case you're, uh, in case you're keeping score. Yesterday's score was uh, a 6-4 to four win for Arkansas. They are ranked uh, either second or third down the country. They were third. Maybe they're number two now. I'm not sure, but... Two or three, and Arkansas is going to host Mississippi State in Fayetteville this coming weekend. Um, it was yeah they sandwiched it. Uh, they had a rubber match yesterday because Arkansas won the Friday night seven to five. Missouri came around, won the next game on Saturday seven to five, evened it one one. They played the rubber match yesterday, and a really good competitive ball game that um, Arkansas won six to four. So they took that series. Kentucky. They were at home this weekend in Lexington. And, you know, they were they were swept by Arkansas in the opening weekend of the SEC. Well, Kentucky has responded well. They uh, took two out of three at home in Lexington this week from Georgia. And yesterday put up 18 runs. So we talk about big scores. I still think it may hold up, even though there were a few less double-digit run games in SEC baseball on the weekend. I still think the theory holds up that Umpires across the league, once you get in the league play, now they're going to be um, graded on uh, track man accuracy, calling balls and strikes. And there there were lots of runs scored. As I've already told you, there were a bunch of big run games. Now, the opener, Friday night, Georgia went to Lexington, won that one 4-2. But then the Saturday game, Kentucky responds, wins it 10-8. Played the rubber match yesterday, and Kentucky put up 18 runs on Georgia pitching, beat them 18 to five. So when you look at this, you look at Georgia. Georgia's been a top 15, top 20 baseball team all year. You start SEC play, and they won the series last week against Mississippi State. But their Sunday pitching gave up 20 runs to Mississippi State, and then this week their Sunday pitching gives up 18 runs to Kentucky. So, like I say, I mean, every weekend goes you. You start to get a little more information, a little more information. So that's what happened in SEC baseball. There it is. What are you most surprised by? I have to say that I'm most 
I would say that I am absolutely most surprised that Ole Miss couldn't score runs against Tennessee pitching. Again, Tennessee pitching's been good. But if you're listening, I'd love to know kind of what you think. All right, so pull up a chair here. Have a seat at the table and join me in the conversation. I'll even pour some hot coffee in your mug. Uh, Hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Check them out, highpointroasters.com. Uh, one way to be a part of the show, you can text me on the Country Please and text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Or call me on the Divini phone. Love to hear your voice today on this Monday. The Divini phone number, 995-1059. That's us. That's our phone number. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Excuse me real quick. Bill, do we have pollen? Do we have a pollen issue already that we know of? Uh, yeah, there's been pollen all over my car. As the uh, down here at the station, have the windshields are covered with the yellow stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's not the stuff that gets in your nose and stuff. That, that the smaller stuff, the grasses and that kind of thing. Yeah, you can, they say if you can see it, that's not what's causing your problem. Mm-hmm. But I know you know the problems there though when that yellow stuff shows up. Yeah, you know it's my happening. My eyes have been watering and going crazy. Well. I'm I'm joining medicine. you. Ooh, have to get that medicine going. I'm having a. It's, it's one of those deals where like I can handle it if I have a runny nose, but when I get all stopped up, it's rough, <laughs> especially <laughs> on the radio. And it's happening. Yeah. It's just that time of year. Of course, I spent some time out in the yard, you know, eating weeds with a weed eater and mowing with the mower and all this different that's, stuff. That's the stuff that's getting you right now. Yeah. The yeah. So I'm struggling, <laughs> but we'll get through it. Get you one of those Navage things. And- Oh yeah, where you runs pull. that water up in there? Right. I just think I drowned. What? <laughs> Did somebody that, re- really drown you? <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd think you are. That's it. I'm sure that's how it feels, <laughs> uh, to a degree. Uh, Nick on the country pleasing text line talking baseball with me. He says uh, state has to address the bullpen. It just shows how much of a force Sims was last year, coming in and shutting the door every time. They still have time to figure it out, though. Yeah, they do. Uh, but I agree with you, Nick. I mean, State has a long way to go. They are, they are a good team. What you know, they're they're a talented team, Nick. That's the thing. Um, nobody's ready to call them a great team. You know, they don't have them ranked uh, after injuries and and everything. That that's probably. That's probably where they should be. They probably right now aren't playing like one of the 25 best teams in the country right now. You know, when it's all said and done, and when you look up at the, you know, you look up at Major League Baseball in five or seven years, we may look back and say they're one of the more talented, one of the top 25 talented teams in college baseball. And I think they probably are, certainly with, with some of their guys at the plate, but. All that said, no question about it. They've got to figure it out, and they're not. They're just not there yet. Um, it, it still looks to me like they're getting closer. Nick, um, I wonder if you feel the same way. I think they look to me like a team that's that's getting a little closer at maybe rounding things out, getting a little more consistent. Where you know, every Friday and every Saturday, kind of what you're going to get, who's coming in, and 
what you're going to get out of those people who come in. But they've they've been throwing a major curveball, and I know there's a big pun there. But it's probably an understatement with the injury to Landon Sims, so him out. Leader of your team, he's going to be the top draft pick on your team, all that kind of stuff, losing him for the year. Combining that with, at the very same time, uh, losing Stone Simmons out of the bullpen, who was a big part of your bullpen last year and figured to be more of a big part this year. And really, that those last few pitches that Stone Simmons threw against Tulane showed you what he was going to be, and that, that's when he's on, he'd go in and get you three strikeouts, just boom, boom, boom. And now he's gone. Okay, then the third piece, Casey Hunt, who started the year as a starter. You hadn't seen him since. He's been out. They're close to getting him back, but then when you get him back, you got to work him back in and all those kinds of things. And so they just aren't there yet at completely um, being comfortable that they are overcoming all that stuff yet. And they're fighting and scratching and clawing, and they're going to have to win some games the way they want it. Uh, against Alabama, they're going to have to win some one-run games with a late hit, you know, taking advantage of a, another team's mistakes and, and that kind of stuff. Kate Smith on Sundays, you know, you feel good about that. And even yesterday in the loss, I thought he pitched really well. Um, Preston Johnson and Parker Stinnett, your other two starters right now. And, you know, you can, you can win with those guys. You just got to go – you got to go score runs and uh, and hope that they're on. You're going to run up against some lineups that are going to hit the baseball for sure. But, okay, back to your initial point, Nick. You said the bullpen, and that's it. Look, number one, they don't have very much left-handed pitching at all on, the, on this state team. You know, when you look at – I mean, really, it, it's coming out of this weekend, it really sort of feels like, you know, your first lefty that you're going to go to is the, the freshman from Alabama, Pico Khan. He's the first lefty you're going to go to there. And, and then it's Cam Tuller, and that's it. I mean, that's it. As far as lefties, it's those two. And that's why you continue to see them. And then, um, you know, they've kind of – started to to move towards seeing Brooks Auger more at the end of these ball games and in what is kind of a closer type deal. You know, you've seen him a little more. And, and, and he's got a good ERA and he's pitched well. And uh there's a lot of swing and miss there for for him at times. You know, you're looking at 17 strikeouts in 12 and a third and and that's good. But it's still like you say, it's not like Landon Sims type numbers from a year ago at the at the end of your ball games. You know, Fristo, they're trying to work him in there. He's got a lot. Fristo's got a lot of swing and miss. He's at 21 strikeouts and 15 and a third. You know, in fact, of all your guys that are bullpen guys right now, and I know he hadn't always been a bullpen guy, but behind your starting pitching, who've by far thrown the most innings, Fristo's got more strikeouts than anybody else coming out of your bullpen. But, you know, again, he's he's got to adjust to the role. It's still new to him. And here you are, it's about to be April. And he's adjusting to a role, you know. So that kind of tells you where they are. Um, but this weekend, even though you didn't get the sweep, sweeps are really, really tough to come by in SEC play. Uh, home or away makes it even more spectacular what Tennessee did this weekend. But sweeps are hard to come by. Uh, Alabama's a little better. They swing the bats pretty well. 
certainly Alabama's loaded up with left-handed pitching that's pretty good. And State's a lefty-lefty, I mean, a, a lefty-power team for the most part. So you come out of it winning two games in a clutch fashion. State really needed that. You know, I just feel like their, their locker room slash clubhouse really needed that. It's a belief builder. And the power of belief, I mean, any coach will tell you it's uh, intangible, but you can't put a price on it. It's, you can't put a value on it. It's priceless to have that power of belief in a team. And a lot of times, especially when it's young guys, they have to go through some comebacks to really kind of understand how to play when they're behind with the ability to come back and, and those kinds of things. So I think it's going to be okay. They just still have a lot of getting better to do. Um, certain parts of their lineup and certainly coming out of the bullpen as well. I agree with you, Nick, and appreciate your text. Roshana texted the show and said, um, said, I don't think we can address it. Well, what we've got is what we've got. People complaining about Lamonis putting certain pitchers in there, but who else are you going to bring in? That's Roshana today on the Country Pleasing text line. And Hogfan texts the show, says the dogs will be very competitive this weekend at Arkansas. Uh, it says we have a lot of hitters that are not hitting well. You know, you wonder, too, it's starting to warm up around the southeast. Guys get warm, hot, get some sweat going. <laughs> More short sleeve weather as opposed to jacket weather. Maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Um, and, and But, yes, I agree with you. Um, states in a realm right now where they're going to be competitive. It's just, does that, does that um, culminate in wins or not? And they win a big series this weekend that they really, really did need. Just getting started. Stick around. Now back to the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Ba, 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 ba. Back with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Y'all text me on the country, please, and text line. It is 601 number 885-ESPN. 601-885-ESPN. Or if you need the number itself, it's 885-3776. I'll give you a heads up. Um, in just a little bit, not right now, but in a, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you a question. I need some help coming up with the right answers. Not doing a poll. I'm really more just kind of interested in what you would say. But, you know, here on this show, we have a lot of folks who listen, who root for different teams. And, of course, we have a lot of state fans. So we have a lot of Ole Miss fans who listen. And But, you know, as evidenced by our text line, our feedback, and everything else, we have Arkansas fans and the occasional LSU fan and everything. So uh, I'm going to ask a question about, you know, some historical questions for whatever school it is that you root for sporting moments, things that stand out to you. So stay tuned for that because I'm going to need some help coming up just a little bit later. Uh, this weekend, I didn't watch any of it, but uh, it's a pretty cool accomplishment. Well, it's, it's more than just pretty cool. A Mississippi guy won his first PGA tournament event. Chad Ramey from Fulton, Mississippi, went to Inawama AHS High School, then played golf uh, for the Mississippi State University golf team for a number of years. 
and has made his way up, and he won the PGA Tournament event yesterday. Sure did, Chad Ramey. And uh, it's a really cool thing. Now, you know, not this week, but next week, this time next week, we will be introing the Masters, the 2022 Masters. Yeah, it'll be this time next week. We'll have, you know, they'll have practice rounds Monday, Tuesday, par three contest Wednesday, then the tournament will begin Thursday. That's not this week, but next week, first weekend of April. You know, by virtue of winning yesterday on the PGA Tour, Chad Ramey does not get into this year's Masters. But it did win him like over $650,000 and got him a spot in the PGA Championship coming up this fall. So, really cool thing. Bill, you know how sometimes we make jokes on this show about being old? Yes, sir. So this guy you see on TV yesterday winning his first PGA Tour event. He's got a beard and everything, you know. I, me, Matt, I did a story about Chad Ramey young golfer for WTVA News in Tupelo when he was 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, you feel old, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. So, I mean, it it literally was right at 20 years ago. It was somewhere around 2002-ish uh, when we did that. He, it, We did a story um, about Chad and one other young golfer from the area. That were they were kids having a lot of success, you know, but yeah, I never forget. I've never forgotten it. I've followed him, you know, on up throughout his career and stuff. But kind of hits you yesterday. You see this big, muscular, bearded guy on TV winning a PGA Tour event, and you go, you know what? I did a story on this kid for the news when he was ten years old, and it frankly doesn't seem that long ago. <laughs> oh, but uh, hats off to him. And you know, it's really just i don't know bizarre is earlier well over the last couple of years you know we've had uh uh ally mcdonald who has won a major on the lpga tour from fulton went to mississippi state you know um big time She's big time. She's now Allie Ewing. She's gotten married. Allie McDonald, her maiden name, but Allie Ewing. Right now, 22nd, I guess, ranked whatever on the LPGA Tour. Was an outstanding, you know, collegiate golfer. Has won events, won a major. From Fulton, from little old Fulton, Mississippi. And now Chad Ramey from little old Fulton, Mississippi has won a PGA tournament event. Uh, PGA Tour event is what I should say. Yeah, it's just crazy. You know, things that you would never expect. Brian Dozier, former major leaguer from Fulton. It's crazy, isn't it? Fulton, right there on the 10-Tom Waterway, about 20 miles from right here. How about that? All right, let's head over to uh, the text line, country-pleasing text line. Robbie said, the answer to your question uh, is, Matt, you're always right in my book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Is that the answer to the question? Well, okay. Um, yeah, I'll pose the question a little bit later. I'm going to need everybody's help. And we'll, even for you, Robbie, you're an Auburn fan. I think I'm rem- remembering that right. So it won't, it'll be a question about whatever school you root for. It won't be specific to one or the other. But I'll need some help polling some answers. Uh, Roshana texted the show and says, Matt, I love how you said Jaeger can hit one out of here 
in a hurry, and then he did. Well, yeah, and you know, Roshana, that's the thing, like, for those listening that don't know what she's talking about, I was calling the game on Friday night between State and Alabama. This is baseball. You know, it goes to extra innings, and R.J. Yeager hits a walk-off home run. Well, you know, leading up to the series and going back to last weekend at Georgia is when R.J. Yeager really began to hit the baseball. And they signed him as a or, – or I say signed him. They brought him in as a transfer from where? Mercer? Somewhere like that. I don't know. Maybe I have that wrong. He transferred in from somewhere. He's originally from Pensacola, Florida. But wherever he'd been before, he'd hit for some power. He really hit for some power. And it just, it you know, it didn't show up in the first two weeks of the season, kind of off to a slow start, like really the whole lineup was. But once it started to come together for him, he started to see the baseball and really put the barrel on it. And it started leaving the yard. He had some big hits and quickly jumped out there to his first four or five home runs on the year leading into this weekend. So he's just been hot lately, right? Had, what, did he, was it the midweek last week when he had a game, he hit two home runs, something like that? And so that's the first thing I'm thinking is you've seen, you know, Kellum Clark had the big hit to close it to one run when they, you know, made a mistake with him on a two-strike count. And... uh yeah, so you, you just had home run in your head. You had uh, Hunter Hines, okay, who had you know had the big hit to tie it up, which was just incredible a moment for him and for the people in the stadium. So you just you had home run on the brain, and then up comes in this situation R.J. Yeager, who's been leaving the yard like crazy, and you knew he was just due to barrel one up. And so it's just natural for me as the analyst, Roshana, to say now, you know, they got to be careful because this guy can hit it out of here in a hurry. And when I heard the radio call, see, we were doing SEC Plus, which is video. Um, when I hear the radio call, Jim Ellis did exactly the same thing. A friend of mine, Caleb Hamill, sent me a copy of the, uh, the radio call that Jim Ellis had leading at, of the R.J. Yeager home run. He did the exact same thing. Jim Ellis goes, here comes Yeager, and this is a guy who can put one out of here in a hurry, and then there it goes. So we were kind of, you know, along the – Thinking along the same lines is that this is sort of made for him, and it was. And I think that, um, am I remembering right? It was the first pitch that he saw. I think it was. Outside part of the plate, didn't try to pull it, went the other way with it, and just uh, hammered it out of there. A little backspin, and the rest is history. So uh, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, okay, I had it right. Robbie is an Auburn fan. He texted and said, W-D-E stands for War Eagle. Why do all these chants and cheers have to have a curse word in them? Huh? Why did they do that? You know, you think about the hottie toddy, the uh, rammer jammer. We just beat the out of you, right? Why do they all do that? War Eagle. What's the point? <laughs> is it cooler to do that? Thanks, Robbie. Yeah. So um, it will it will definitely include Auburn uh, coming up. We'll, we'll get your help with uh, a little Auburn sports history. Okay, so that'll all be uh, coming up later. Yeah, again, look, I just to kind of go back and 
and maybe put a nice little tidy bow coming out of the weekend. The the new rankings came out for D1 baseball. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they swept Ole Miss, so they've jumped up now. They're the new number one team in the country in that poll. Uh, Ole Miss fell to number 10 in the poll. They went from 1 to 10, you know, in one fell swoop right there by getting swept at home by Tennessee. I never really understood that. If Tennessee's so good that you're going to shoot them up to number one, why is it so bad to lose to them? Ten spots worth. But regardless, it's just a poll. That's all it is. Uh, Arkansas up to number two this week. That's where State will go. Uh, they're good. I don't know if they're number two. We'll see when it's all said and done. Former number one, Texas, all the way down to number eight. Uh, they lost this weekend. Vandy lost two out of three to South Carolina, so they fall from four to nine in the poll. As I told you, Ole Miss went from one to ten. Uh, any others? Let's look at LSU went from number 21 up to number 13. Florida fell from number 8 to number 14. And Georgia fell from 17 down to 23. Three teams dropped out of the poll. That'd be Liberty, Maryland, and Clemson. It's just a baseball poll. And I will tell you this, based on past seasons, the thing you don't want to be is sitting there as a number one team week after week this time of year. Because you can't find me the last time that a team was sitting there number one week after week this time of year that went on to win the College World Series. It happens very seldom. Might as well let somebody else have it. That's about how much it matters this time of year. All right, just getting started with you in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who, if he's not talking sports, hey, he's fishing for bass, okay? But he's right here right now. Back with you here on this Monday. Yeah, Robbie texted me and it said WDE, which stands for War Eagle. And I asked why all these cheers and phrases have to have, you know, cuss words in them. And Nick texted me, and he goes, I don't know, Matt. He said, when my dad put an expletive in front of my name, it always got my attention. (laughs) Yep. A little bit of a different context there, Nick, but I get it. Welcome back. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Here's one for you, Bill, from the Wayback Machine. Randomly. How way back are you going? I'm going way back. Two different things on the same note at two different dates, though. Okay. Um, On this day, March the 28th, 1962, Jack Parr made his final appearance on The Tonight Show. Now, that was when it was The Tonight Show with Jack Parr, right? Wasn't he the host? Yes, sir. So he was the host of the original Tonight Show before it became... Actually, the original host was Steve Allen. Right, Steve Allen, and then Jack Parr, and and then it became the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So I was trying to figure out the dates and all that kind of stuff, and it, and it put it into perspective for me just how long Carson had been doing it. Well, and so it... So Parr... And then afterwards, he came back was a guest like with Johnny Carson. 
The other one was this, though. So 12 years after that, this day, March 28, 1974. This is also about the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I'm just letting you hear. This is what it sounded like on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, Hollywood, the Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. This is Ed McMahon, along with Doc Severinsen and the NBC Orchestra, inviting you to join Johnny and his guests, Buddy Hackett, John Lithgow, and another segment of Moron Movies. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Johnny. <laughs> And, of course, that was the, the voice of the great Ed McMahon, and out would come Johnny Carson. I got to tell you, see, you said it was uh, that particular night. It was Buddy Hackett, John Lithgow, and then another segment of Moron Movies. <laughs> so do you know who wrote the theme song for that? I don't know. Paul Anka. It, who is? Paul Anka's, you know, big singer from the 50s and 60s. And really? So, he a wrote, pop guy. He, he wrote... Uh, um, uh, you heard some. I'm trying to come come up. Put your head on my shoulders. He wrote that. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? So the same a lot guy. Of songs. He was a, he was like a teenage teenage. Put your head on my shoulder. So the same guy that wrote that wrote the Johnny Carson theme song. He wrote the Tonight Show theme song. How about that? That is really cool. Well, here was the nugget, Bill. So speaking of songs, on this day, 1974, on the Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, a streaker ran out onto the set. It actually happened, a streaker, on The Tonight Show, a very famous moment, 1974. And every time I hear the word streaker, I think about this right here. Here he comes. Boogie that, boogie that. <laughs> boogie that, boogie that. And he ain't wearing no clothes. What <laughs> is they call him the street? Fastest thing, fastest thing on two feet. He's fast, oh, he better be. He's just as proud as he can be. Ray Stevens. He's going to give us a peek. He's going to give us a peek. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Look at that. He likes to show off his physique. Showing off his physique. Yeah, I did. Did you see the, yeah, I did. (laughs) Oh, Ray Stevens. Gave him a free shot. (laughs) He's going to show off his physique. (laughs) I don't know how those two things came together in my head, but they sure as well did. They sure came together in my head. All right. Any Ray Stevens fans out there? When I was a kid, Bill, my mom and dad, like we didn't have a stereo like tape player. They had an actual record player. You know, they'd play the 45 records. And they had this one album called Goofy Greats. You familiar? Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. I think there were like several versions of that over the years. They'd have like a Goofy Greats of 19-whatever. This was one that was like a decade's worth of they call Goofy Greats. And so it was all these goofy songs, you know, and and several of them from from Ray Stevens. Ahab, the Arab, you know, and Guitar Zan and some of those too. So one of them had the streak on there. That's when I was like, what are they talking about streaking? Little four-year-old Matt asking that question after listening to that record, Goofy Greats, on an actual, actual record player. All right, let's head to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, you're a Kubota dealer. We got Joey on line one of the Divinity phone. What's up, Joey? Thanks for calling. Hey, Matt. 
that is funny that you play that the, that streak and you're a Mississippi State guy. You know, my father-in-law is a professor there, um, and uh, I got to I got to thinking about it. My wife was telling me that they, that people were doing that almost like a hobby. <laughs> You know where Lee Hall and the library and all meet the the big circle they show on television all mm-hmm. the time. They were just running through there doing it as a hot. <laughs> I've yeah. I've heard those kinds of stories and stuff before too. I I, I always well, wondered there, if it was a was it a college thing or was it like a initiation thing or something like that? You know who knows. It, it it may have been, but they're true because um, if my father-in-law ever told a lie in his life, it's because somebody told him one and he repeated it. Mm-hmm. Um, that would that would be the only reason. So I, I believe it. And uh, Matt, my uh, my wife is, and and uh, so we're kind of on the same page with you at the moment. I've thought about you. You were the first person I thought about coincidentally when. She got her diagnosis, but my wife is currently in surgery, um, having some melanoma removed. Okay. So, okay. Uh, well, I just I walked outside and was listening to your show on the app, and uh, and I but I thought about that that's that that streaking thing. Just it gave me a. <laughs> I, play that again when I hang up, man. Okay. I, if I ever needed a laugh, right <laughs> now is one because. Um, but I, I remember you talking about having to have some spots removed. Hers mm-hmm. is a a little more invasive. It's a kind of a different type with women, but okay. uh, but but all in steel. Um, well, Joey, best best to you and to her. I, you know, I hope that it's a thing that they can take care of and that she can manage. And I know it's scary, you know, and um, happy to if it helps to play you the streak on the radio, I'll play it for you. Well, the, 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 you're right. The charts are, uh, I, I've been reading all over the charts while preparation and stuff, and they're in her favor. But, okay. But I know you just had a similar issue. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think it's believing people would just pray for one another. Yep. Well, we'll definitely do it. Y'all hang in there. It's, it's just going to be okay, Joey. And uh, keep us updated. Best of her. Hope everything comes out like you want it to. Thank you. How about that? Ray Stevens. Louvier with a text to you, Joey, on the country pleasing text line says praying for Joey's wife. The power of prayer is unlimited. I agree with that, Louvier. And Joey, we'll put you on the prayer list here at the White Household as well, you and your wife. Um, Joey wanted to hear it, so I hit it for him again. He said it would cheer him up. Here it is. Here it comes. Boogie there, boogie there. There it goes. Boogie there, boogie there. It cheers me up until I hear <laughs> Do what, Bill? It, it cheers me up whenever I hear I mean, it. how can you not giggle? Okay. The moment. The girl was a, was, a, was a big hit. I went and saw him here at the Coliseum. In oh, Jackson, did you? And the Pascagoula mayor came up and gave him a key to the city. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. it's a, the first whatever church of Pascagoula, right? Was yeah. the, that particular and song. That old crazy Mississippi squirrel that ran up their pants legs. Okay, Bill. Like, So I have to tell you, 
without any knowledge of what's going on in the show, the homecoming queen just walked in here and put the headset on right in the middle of that song playing. And then oh, she's, she's looking at me like she's not real sure what's going on here. Look. Hail just, to the queen. <laughs> just, hey, Bill. Hail to the queen. Homecoming queen, you just have to trust me. <laughs> we we had a Johnny Carson reference on this day, 1974, in the Johnny Carson show. A streaker ran across the stage, oh. made us think about the song "The Streak." You know, boogity boogity, fastest thing on two feet. We played the song. Joey called in. He said, "Thanks for playing. It cheered me up." He said, "I stepped out right now. He said, My wife's in surgery for some skin cancer. She's having oh. to have seen about." He said, "Please play it again because it cheers me up, puts a smile on my face. I need it." <laughs> I play it again. You walk in, put on the headset. <laughs> Okay, that's how all this happened. Well, I hope but, the surgery goes well. Yeah, and and for those that pray, say a prayer for Joey and his wife. Uh, I don't know them. You may not personally, but he asked for it. We're happy to pray that they get that taken care of and everything's hunky-dory going forward. Hour two coming up. Why is your camera down? Did it break? No, no, it hadn't broke. I just hadn't put it back up yet. Oh. Uh, lazy, lazy. Lazy, Bill. <laughs> It ain't like I don't have something else to do most of the time. Well, true. Come on. I have a very important question coming up for everyone listening. I'll go ahead and throw it out there. We're going to nail down for your alma mater the top sporting moment mm. in that school's history, and I'm going to need your help. Get your answers in, and we'll start making a list. We might even check it twice when we come back. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around.